Hey, 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 it's Brian. This is uh, episode 26 of Invite the Neighbors, uh, featuring Connor and Trey from American Spirits, uh, and some checks. Um, we also had uh, Ellie from Lee DIY chilling and providing some uh, occasional commentary about the Taco Bell run and about some other things. Uh, Good to see Ellie, and if you want to hear more about what Ellie does in Lee DIY, go to the Source Fest episode because I talked to her for about 10 15 minutes about like, uh, her um, safe lighting thing that she does for the DIY team, which is really cool. So, we'll check that out. Um, last weekend of September is the DIY prom slash Paul Chella, uh, presented by the Summit Shack at College Club Age in Bowling Green. Um, you can go to the Summit Shack on pages on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook information about that show is pretty awesome. As long as I don't work, I will be there podcasting. Um, check that out. Um, this episode is cool. The guys talk about like what happened to American Spirits. Obviously, there's no bad blood or anything like that, but we just they talked about you know what happened and then kind of what's next for those guys musically. So, um, like the neighbors exclusive content right there for you. Um, thanks everybody who listens. This is just getting cooler and cooler me to do honestly i yeah without you guys caring to listen i would be able to justify myself for doing this so i thank you very 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 much um here's episode one good okay so invite the neighbor's cat origin story luke the cat was uh Hello, uh, Trey, Colin, and Ellie. Hi. <laughs> That's always like, I try to avoid having to do the fake hello. You know what I mean? Like the, the fake second hello. Like, uh, there's the hello when you walk in the door, and hi, Luca. And then there's like the hello, like, we're hello, we're, we're rolling. The podcast. Hello. Yeah, like I try to have like the, I a few episodes in a row I had, it was pretty good where like, it was already rolling as people were walking into the room, so like we're in the midst of a conversation, and it already... You know what I mean? We didn't have to do like reintroductions and shit. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so Luca, I got from a foster home, like a, like a children's foster home. Aww. Yeah, because like I worked in foster care back in the day, and like they they she was just a kitten, and I was like there checking on these kids that I had to check on, and they were like Luca came and just sat in my lap, and the grandma who was like the foster parent, she's like, yeah, we're she's cute and all, but we're getting rid of her. We're gonna take her back to the pound, and I'm like. Uh no you're not. I want this cat. Yeah, so I I, I, I took her that day. Oh. Yeah, and then I just went and got Mookie like a couple weeks later from the Humane Society because at the time you know I, I wanted her to have a, a pal, mm-hmm, and at the time sure. Mookie would fit inside like a small sink, and now she is like the size of a sink. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> were those like- Disney eyes that you were just making? <laughs> Connor looks at Mookie. She's like she's got Disney eyes. <laughs> I feel like you don't know what's gonna happen with cats either like if they're gonna get huge or not because like our friends have three cats and i don't know i didn't expect they're all varying it. degrees anna stayed small for our anna stayed small forever oh okay and the one that was originally an outside cat um our old roommate ian basically like coerced on the porch and then one day snatched it up and it was kind of like not malnourished but smaller and now it's the fattest of the three cats so she got a taste of the inside life and fattened up. Yep, yeah, pretty much. It's just what luxury living is like. Yeah, right. <laughs> As you take a sip, you big key out of your Taco Bell glass. 
<laughs> they didn't give us straws. That's okay, though. That's all right. Oh, <laughs> we had quite the Taco Bell experience. Yeah. We should probably just dive into that, if yeah. you like. Tell me about the Taco Bell experience. <laughs> we, like, got up there, and the cashier was like, uh, before they even addressed us, they were, like, talking to their boss, like, I messed up. I messed up big time. I ex- the person who drove away, they left their card here, and I just used their card to pay for their food. And so she gave me the twenty dollars back. And then, uh, <laughs> as we were getting the food, as we were getting the food, um, she was like, "Oh wait, oh no, it just came up." Okay, no, the card paid for their food, so I still got to cash you out. And we like for like five minutes that we were sitting there waiting for food, we were fully expecting free Taco Bell. <laughs> Curveball. Have you guys Jeez. ever had like the the thing that happens in like Christmas movies where like the person in front of you paid for your food? Not never, once. never. It's happened to me twice. Dude. I've paid for really? someone yeah. behind me before. You have? Yeah. Maybe you are the Christmas. I was in a good right? mood. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't on Christmas though. I don't know. I was just feeling it that day or something. That was at McDonald's though. Is it like okay to ask how much their shit is before you offer to pay it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to be a nice person, but it only exceeds like yeah. Like I'm, I'm like I'm like benevolent on a budget, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've been been to Starbucks and like the person in front of you paid for it and they were like in a Mercedes or something. Like, well, good, dude. <laughs> Doing your duty. They should right? do that. Right, my car's used, man. No, but like I, I thought about. Paying for the person behind me, but this is just you know, it's a hard time. One day, here, dude. One, one day. day. One day. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. After my platinum record, you know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All that money in DIY. Yeah. Right. After yeah. my platinum collabs. <laughs> I'm just gonna become a, a hip hop artist. I think. Yeah. That's that's know, that's my thing. Cause like, stop mining DIY. Mine yeah. Hip hop d- instead. It doesn't make any sense, really. <laughs> if I'm about to be about like gold chains and shit. <laughs> I tried hip hop. That's tough, man. Did you? That's tough. I had a fake hip hop. No, I didn't really try that hard time. though. You have a music video. I did have a music video. Oh, that's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. What was your rap name? Three. Oh. Because my name's Trey. Trey. So it, was, it was just the number three. <laughs> that's kind of. And cool. I really, I never, I still don't have a chance the rapper hat because I always just wanted that hat with the three on it. Yeah. Because I think it makes sense for me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's him. A, I don't think he's a third or anything. Uh, maybe he is. I don't know. I know he's got a lot of siblings, but yeah, I don't know I? what the three for him stands for. I don't. Never really looked into it. Yeah, me neither. He's got three words in his name. That's okay. You yeah, never know. Chance the rapper. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, I I just want to get the shit out of the way with the American Spirit stuff so that we can move on. For I'm sure. sure a lot of people are wondering who haven't asked you like what what happened or if there's any I'm sure there's probably nothing that juicy knowing you guys being being pretty cool I can't imagine any like major blow-ups or anything like that but I was just kind of curious as to like what happened and then like kind of what what you see happening from here musically it probably could have gone a lot worse but no there's no yeah. there's no animosity like um, we're all still friends I just saw Dylan yesterday we hung out like and had coffee um I guess ultimately Dylan kind of made a post about this too, but essentially we had a little meeting about it and we're like, Hey, what's up? Cause we like to check in on each other, which probably should do more often with any, yeah. like you should have friends, like bands definitely though. Yeah. And we kind of just sat down like, what's the next stage? And Dylan pretty much just told us, well, I'm just not passionate about this thing. And he kind of framed it in the mindset of, uh, there was a citizen show in Toledo in like the early part of the year. And he was talking about how like, 
a few years ago, if this had happened, he'd be psyched about it. And he would have had a good time, like, gone to the show, like, immersed himself. Um, but, like, now he would have gone and, like, paid attention to the way the sound guy's, like, setting up mics on a cab or something. And, like, oh, that's that's sucks, the way he did that. Focusing yeah. on, you know, all the wrong things. And his passion basically became, like, a job, sort of. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't get as much fulfillment out of it, probably, as well. That's kind of what, I mean, that's what came to. And, yeah. The way and, he phrased it was that he, like, fell out of love with, like, performing music. Mm-hmm. And just, like, immersing himself, like, immersing himself, like, in the scene and, like, wanting to be present at the shows and stuff like that. He just, yeah. like, he didn't have it in him anymore. I can, like, that happens. <laughs> I can see that. I could totally see that. Like, I, if I didn't have this podcast, I don't know what I would do. Because, like, I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, big social events. Yeah. You know, like, going yeah. to a lot of shows, like, I, I don't really do it. So it's like, as far as like immersing myself in the scene, like I'm not the type that's going to show up at a million shows. I can barely make it to my, bring myself to play the shows I book for myself, <laughs> you know, but like I do it cause I really do love it. Yeah. But like, I just do this. Like my immersion in the scene is just like hanging out with people at my house in my apartment. You know? That's the way to do it. I like yeah. it though, man. Cause honestly you kind of just jumped in and started like really, I yeah. feel like, I don't yeah. know like the too much of this. Well, actually the last podcast that uh, with you and Jen, there's a little yeah. bit more of it, which is cool. But um, I don't know, you kind of just did jump in and stuff, and I think that's really neat, because it kind of forces you to know stuff that you yeah. might not have figured out otherwise also. Yeah. About other, and you're going to meet so many people without really even wanting to. So, like, even if you're, like, an intro extrovert, like, yeah. borderline on both, and, yeah. I don't know, it kind of forces you to be more uh, more extroverted. It's but. been a very, yeah, it's been very much like a, a learning about myself sort of thing. Like, how, how do I react to, like, people who I don't know, like knowing things about me you know what i mean like or like even when people bring up things that i said on previous episodes or something like that mm-hmm. is surreal but it, it's just like it's it, you know it's been cool it, it, it's working way better than i thought it would as far as like serving that role for me to where like i don't have to go do a bunch of things i don't want to do and like I, i'm not the type like to go like i always mention kevin as the example you know kevin rice i know you know him and like mm-hmm. he's like the complete opposite when it comes to like he's totally good at just like going to shows and just being there and making friends with everybody and blah 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 you know what I so mean? awesome kevin rice story shout out to kevin rice <laughs> but the first time we met kevin rice was at the bingle mansion in lansing r.i.p bingle mansion r.i.p bingle yeah. um and we were playing a show together so it was volleyball we were with our friends the phones um who else played? I think um, it was Colin. Ship and Sail. Ship and Sail played, yeah. yeah. Um, and but we already knew Colin, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, anyways, so we got there, and Kevin, like, it's like, American Spirits? I've been following you guys, like, and we're like, there's no way that this could be real, and stuff. And, like, sure enough, like, the first post around the same time that we made our first Instagram post or something, and stuff, it all matched up. Yeah. And he was, like, naming stuff, like, in album covers and stuff that we've done, or, like, wow, he actually has been, and we're, we didn't yeah. do anything yet, and we're, like, he's very invested in oh, his, yeah. any scenes, like, but no, we met Kevin, we kind of fell in love with him, he's, he's crazy, but, like, yeah. just crazy enough to love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he like. <laughs> I remember the He's a goober, man. Yeah, the episode he came on here, he was like talking about how many cigarettes he smokes. I'm like, 
Dude. <laughs> that's, how get, that's how he gets the raspy pirate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin voice. Yeah, he's like a he's a saint. He's a, the saint of DIY. He's, he's a cool guy to hang out with. Oh, he definitely too. is. I'm glad he's living closer now, too. Yeah. Well, he's got like a different mode, too. He's got like the show mode, but then he's got like a really good like one-on-one mode. Like I, mm-hmm. I hung out with him here doing the podcast. Like I've hung out with him like... We went to Fleetwood in Ann Arbor and just like, just like got food and chilled and like he's got another level to him. You know what I mean? Like, no, he's absolutely. Not, he's not like uh, always like this energizer bunny. No, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Tired Kevin once. <laughs> I've seen. Yeah, I saw Tired t- Kevin exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the yeah. morning after Coachella. Yeah, he yeah. Slept in his, he slept in his. He car didn't even tell that. us he was gonna stay in yeah. town. He could have slept in the house. And he slept in his car, parked outside the shack. And uh-huh. I just, like, see him get out of his car in the morning. I'm like, Kevin, you're still here? <laughs> like- <laughs> we got to hang out. But yeah, we hung out with him. He went to us for the show in Columbus. And we got to hang out with him for a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you guys told me that show. at Swordfest. That, like, he was like, oh, dude, can I come with you guys? <laughs> yeah, like, the next day. And it was it was cool. That's sweet. Yeah, I'll hang out. I'll take, I'll take Kevin time anytime I can get. Yeah. He stayed the night here with his whole fucking band one time. Yeah, there was like tour. eight people here. Something, yeah, something yeah, like it was uh, it was more than I expected, but it was fine. It was just a night. This place is not as small as you make it sound. No, it's kind of nice. I like it here. This it just it's it's small because like I only use like this part of it. I guess it feels small. I don't really hang out in the living room that much. Like I have my setup here. Like my bed is like my dinner table. Also, <laughs> you know, I, I just I just chill here for the most part. And I, I just, I'm sick of, like, I need to get a house. I'm moving uh, in October to, oh, like, yeah. so it might be another DIY spot, potentially, because me and my buddy are looking, he's really into music, too. Um, we're looking at places in, like, Hazel Park, mm-hmm. near Ferndale and stuff. And our ideal house is, like, three bedrooms and a basement. like a Nice. Yep, yeah. That's what you want. Yep. So, like, if we do that, it's not going to be, like, the Summit Shack, as far as, like, the frequency with which you guys have shows and, like, anything like that. But Not at the start. Right. Well, that's it, yeah. We, it happens, we were happens on accident. Events, sort of. Yeah, I could see that. It's we're just, just repetition. It really yeah. is. I, I I think once a month would probably be okay. Mm-hmm. I just think uh, for my own sanity mm-hmm. and like I have to do this. It's just so much work. It's so many yeah, things. You definitely. Know? But we'll it'd get nice, into that. It'd be nice to have more space though. Yeah, for sure. Like, like we're gonna do like just two of us with three bedrooms would be perfect. So, like each mm-hmm. have a room and then like a. We already agreed, like, to have, like, an office slash, like, studio. Yeah, So I could definitely. just like, have everything set up in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe get some real chairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of, like... I kind of like laying on my bed interviewing people. I like it. You look very comfortable. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's very nice. When, when Jen interviewed me, I let her sit over here, and I sat in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> it, That's just, hilarious. Just to see how it felt. Yeah, it was cool. But, um, last thing. So, okay. So, I was just curious, like, to commemorate the whole American spirits thing. I was just, I wanted to ask you guys, like if you had some like favorite memories of being in that band, like what were some of the coolest parts about it? Ooh. Um, yeah, a lot. Every tour, every tour like, from really every, fun. from every three day weekender. to like every 10 to 12 day tour that favorite. we did, we never made it to two weeks, a full two. No, weeks. we didn't. But every, every big run that we did was always almost with like, we did a few by ourselves but most of the time they were with somebody. Yeah. Um, the, the first tour we did with the phones. So the, okay. So the phones are, um, Matt chance or I'm sorry, Matt and chance are in the phones. Taylor sometimes does stuff with them. They're all roommates. Um, they also run loon base studios or whatever. 
Um, so they do like animations, video work. All of the video work through the yeah. shack is done by them. Oh, but they yeah. also all have the session the band work, called all the acoustic work, the interview mm-hmm. show, all of American Spirits music videos. Yep. Um, yeah. Shit, we're in quite a few of those music videos mm-hmm. that aren't even for us, just because like we were around when they were doing them. Yeah. But yeah, um, Loonbase is like pretty much the homies, um, and we do a lot more work with Loonbase than we do with the phones, even though they're the same people. Yeah. Um, but we got to do it was we doubled or tripled the number of shows they had played because they'd only tripled. played like four or five shows before <laughs> at that point, and then they yeah. came on an eleven day run with us, just like consecutive like mm-hmm. show every day. Yeah. Just like jetting around the Midwest and. Honestly, yeah, watching watching the phones from day one to day eleven. Oh my god! In terms of how their set was and how confident they were, you watched the Freddie Mercury movie halfway through tour, and I saw it in Matt's performance. <laughs> like the next like yeah, four yeah, shows, did. that's amazing, dude. And he just like started crushing it. Like they were so much tighter. They like refined some of the songs as they did it, just because like. Yeah. They had never hit shows like that before. Watching that was a lot of fun and just like bonding with them in general. Yeah, but they're also like, I don't know, from from my perspective, these are guys that I met going to school. So I've known them for years now, like okay. I think coming on six or close to seven years now. So it was just like going on tour, but with friends and like they, you've known them all long enough now. Like I mean, I've known, like, I've known Taylor for years, like yeah. very loosely, but like. I met Matt and Chance through you, and I've barely known you for over two About, years. Yeah, like three. I was thinking earlier, I was like, it's only like three years. Like, I knew Connor's name before I met him. Yeah. Because we hung out with his girlfriend, who we, we used to watch Game of Thrones with her. Yep, State Whatever. of Thrones. But yeah, that was probably mm-hmm. what some... The, all the tours are good memories, for sure. Did you get to play with any bands that, like, it was... Like, wow, I can't believe I'm playing with... Crazy <laughs> Town. <laughs> we played a show with Crazy Town. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, do you know is. the butterfly yeah. song come, come my lady come come my lady oh really you're my butterfly sugar, sugar baby like that's no them and we, pl- we got to play with yeah, them on the same weird. night that was as um <laughs> turquoise jeep and i forget what the rapper's name is but it was turquoise jeep and like a youtube rapper who's like hilarious <laughs> oh uh the youtube rapper was their performance oh, it was it was downstairs while our show was upstairs oh, in frankie's <laughs> And it was it the was, most surreal. It was weird. It was a weird surreal show. experience ever. And there was um, oh I set God. my friends on fire. And then they were they were playing. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember them. We yeah, got to open for true. them on like the ten year ten year anniversary tour that they did. We got to play with <laughs> Anne Horse. That was Anne Horse sweet. was tight. Um, That's one of Dylan's like Columbus. favorite bands and biggest inspirations. So that was like very cathartic for him. Oh, I bet you that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that was really cool. And so. What came first as far as like the the American Spirits and the Summit Shack together? Uh, so pretty much, I would almost venture to say, well, American Spirits for sure, but not in the way that it became. Um, only because the American Spirits was envisioned more of as a joke slash jam band. Um, about a year prior, um, I had met Dylan through a friend that lived in my house because he lived in the apartments behind me. And we would come over and play guitar a lot. And then through Dylan, I met Bales. And then Chance from Phone's Loon Bass, he would drum a lot and play guitar. So okay. originally, he would drum for us as a jam band in like the living room. Um, and that's when we kind of named our fake band the American Spirits. And Super then, secret fact, I'm not the first drummer. He wasn't the first drummer. <laughs> but you were, because it's like we weren't serious about yeah. doing band stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and then Easter about a year eggs. later... Um, same co is this collective we'll get into that probably and that's how the summit shack started was under a completely different name and mission um and then 
right in the time of Samco is when spirits got really serious. And maybe you can go in on about that. Yeah. So I wish I knew the dates better. I'm pretty sure. It would have been like. I'm pretty sure that. A few months before July. The spirits. Well, I know because I I know that the shack, like the shack idea for Samco was conceptualized in March during, uh, what it would have been March 2017. 2017. Yeah. Um, the night I got, or like the day after I got back from LA. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, we were into like, there was like a DJ house show going on in Bowling Green and all of our friends were performing and I like found Trey and Bales. And for some reason being in California got me like super hyped about like being creative and like doing stuff that's like yeah. valuable with my life. And I mean, LA like that. is and, that, you know, that's yeah. like the, the world capital of that shit. I just like soaked up all that energy that people were exuding when I was in LA and just like, came back and I was like, I don't know. I want to like orchestrate people like working together in a creative community. Cause like Bowling Green has all these amazing like visual artists, photographers, videographers, like rappers, like, and a lot of them just like kind of do stuff on their own. And I feel like we really wanted to like take Bowling Green and like make it a force to be reckoned with by like starting to work together to like push out Bowling Green art. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if it was before or after that that Spirit started. It was right around the same time. It was well, okay. So we did the documentary for for Ashley Sip. We can look up so, the, well, when that did, when that came out that night. Then because I wasn't even going to go to that party um, with Bales, um, and I ended up talking to Connor. And we were both getting super inspired. And then the next day, he, like, had invited, gotten all these people together in a group chat. It was, like, I don't know. Was it, like, how many people was it? It was a lot. Like, 40 or 50 people. It started out with, like, 12, and then it blew up from there. Yeah. And we had all these people that we we came over to clean his garage, which I think is hilarious. So we got so many people to clean the garage. It was pretty, <laughs> but that, it was that, garage, good, that garage had community been effort. Yeah, <laughs> nothing was, but clutter. It was supposed to be this like bonding thing for Samco. And then just after that, Spirits started, I guess. But yeah. even Spirits was kind of still a joke at that point. Because our friend was making a documentary for a class project. And she needed a band. So we were like, oh, we better get our shit together and uh oh yeah well, we threw a show and like we she actually got shots of us playing that it was like oh we were so good that was the first <laughs> oh, dude. it was awful but, uh, watch the documentary on youtube it's i think it's literally just called if you go to our actual channel which i can't even find but yeah it did kind of happen around the same time and then how long was that a couple years ago yeah, that would have been 2017. Yeah, so, so March 2017 is when it all the like the, summer. It, the idea happened, like right before the summer. Mm-hmm. And at what point did it maybe start to? I mean, do, okay, back up for a second. Do you feel like obviously you guys are doing a lot now? Does it still feel like it's in control? Does it feel like something that it's bigger than you can handle, or does it feel like just enough, or like kind of where are you at with like how? Uh, how much work it might be. That's a good question, mostly for Connor, because I think from a mental standpoint, he's the one that does all the booking for the entirety of the shack. Like okay. always. And I've always handled stuff inside of the shack, mostly or communications. Like when the events happen on that day, I got but you. You could answer that best. Probably. Well, pick, piggybacking off the whole Samco thing, which the American Spirits documentary came out in April. So mm-hmm. Samco did come first, and then Spirits came right okay. after that. Yeah. Like, getting serious about it. Um, 
the the whole basis behind Samco was a platform of exposure for like all the artists that we wanted to work with. And the team expanded super fast. I think we had like three or four ciphers and then some DJ shows and then we threw like a few band shows. So probably like seven, eight events total. Okay. Over the course of the summer, just like kind of trying to figure out what we were doing. But like the core team expanded, like there was a group and it was like 30 to 50 people at some points, like mm-hmm. who all had contributions and stuff. And it just became like too cluttered. It, too it became group think. Yeah. It, it really just became group think and nothing got done. Uh, it was yeah, a lot of talk was... and a lot of, not a lot of do, which is like, that's what happens when you have way too many people trying to yeah. contribute and get their voice heard and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, we kind of like, destroyed it in a way and we're just like okay what's the baseline for what we wanted the same code to be well and this is a platform of exposure dylan really like did he's the reason like some yeah for the most part became what it is now yeah cause... so we we decided on doing shows because dylan had done been in bands before and had done music mm-hmm. and stuff before so we decided to instead of turning the garage into like a collaborative workspace we were going to turn it into a venue so i had a bunch of old sound equipment from um Izzy, previous roommates and stuff like that. And then my friend's dad used to do like wedding DJ stuff and they okay. just gave me a bunch of stuff for really cheap. So like between those two things, we kind of just like built the shack. Like we hung on the, you know, Dylan was the mastermind behind the whole setup for the most yeah. part for like the, no, the 100%. platform of the shack, the way it still is now, it's just like upgraded and built upon, but he hung the speakers up on top of the, the things. Um, so they're like angled downward. And then we have mm-hmm. like monitors on the front floor that were rewiring the entire thing again. So the if you run a DIY venue, by the way, listen to what they're talking about here. Monitors on the floor. It, <laughs> even just one monitor. Yes. It's more than you'll ever get at most DIY spots. Yeah. And yes. you can hear at least a semblance of what you want to hear. I know, dude. Like, it's just so even if nice. you, all you need is like your lead vocalist to have the ability to hear themselves. Yeah. So many times, like. It's so hard. Yeah, because like the last show I played at. Uh, at own house in ann arbor like i set myself up in front of one of the speakers and and tried to put like the mic off to the side kind of thing mm-hmm. so it wouldn't feed back and they were trying to like tell me like oh well just try moving you should probably move behind the speaker i'm like dude i but then I, you're you i don't play loud punk rock you know what i mean right. like I, I i mean that type of music like you don't necessarily need to hear yourself that much because it's not really about like the vocals it's about just like jamming and just like rocking out you know which I'm down for, but like, it's just not what I play. So it's like, dude, I have to hear myself from, so it's just going to be awful, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I did. And, but ideally you got something blasting in your face. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No, there's been, I mean, that's, that's funny too. Cause there's a few places that like, I mean, it's just, it's DIY, especially when you're in a basement and stuff, but like, there's we, so much you can we do. have cues like in some of our songs too. I remember like where, I don't know, Connor would rely on me sometimes instead of like bales, you know, in the rhythm section. Yeah, and like yeah. there's stuff that gets lost and it kind of gets sloppy. If like, yeah. you know, certain things can't be heard. Cause it's like, where do we start the verse almost? Well, that which, being said, it shouldn't too, be a vocalist thing, but yeah. <laughs> well, that being said too, like there's, it's possible to play like amazing sound systems and, and have it be awful because mm-hmm. like I played uh, in a previous band, we played like this festival with a bunch of jam bands and they had, they had like this huge setup out in the middle of the field and it was awesome. They had like three, four monitors on the stage, like mm-hmm. all these, like this p- massive sound system and everything was mic'd. And I guess it sounded amazing out like in the crowd, but we couldn't hear shit. Like we couldn't hear ourselves mm-hmm. or we couldn't hear each other. 
And so, like, there are so many times when it's, like, we, we messed up and had to, like, recover mm-hmm. because, like, the monitoring was so bad. So, mm-hmm. like, stage monitoring can be really tricky. Like, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. it's, it's almost, like, the best sound, the, the, the best sounding shows I've ever done were playing in my old drummer's basement where, like, <laughs> we didn't mic anything except for the vocals and we had vocal monitors. Yep. And so, like, everything sounded like the room was just the perfect size for nothing to be mic'd. And it sounded so good. Like, it always sounded really good. And you could That's hear the awesome. vocals. Yeah. So it's like, but I've, I've played venues too, but like, I couldn't, it's never been as good as it's like. It's tricky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so many different variables. Like, yeah. in, a, in a live sound, especially DIY, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's, it's very much oh, true. The great check. We were rewire. So hard to say. The Great Shack rewire. It's happening this month. Yeah, we're about to we destroy have, the shack the and rebuild break. it. The longest break we've ever had from doing shack shows is right now. It's like a month and five days or something. You say rewire, you like literally like rerouting all the all the cables to the stage kind of thing. Or? Well, we we soundproofed yeah. the garage. That was like that was the start of Shack 2.0. Was the soundproofing. Mm-hmm. Shack 1.0 <laughs> was the railing, the overheads, and the monitors. Yeah, and then Shack 2.0 was like reinforcing the railing fixing some of the stuff issues we had with sound, getting a different board and then soundproofing everything. So all the cables are run behind soundproofing, which is just okay. mo- all a ton of moving blankets and foam that we nailed to the walls. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Better nothing. Yeah, exactly. And it helps them off. It doesn't do a ton. You can still hear it outside, you know? Yeah. But like, we're cool with all the neighbors. We haven't had a noise complaint over a year. Oh, that's cool. Like it's, it's been going pretty well. It does what it's supposed to. It's still loud, but it's not, a nuisance and we're done at a reasonable hour all the neighbors have my phone number i need to redo that retalk to all the neighbors because they probably there aren't people. any new ones they're still all chill the same neighbors there's yeah no you well, we gotta to figure that. out who's moving into casey's place when she moves to new jersey well, she talked to them about shows so that's oh really it's all I, yep. what kind that's of neighborhood so is it is it like it's a college town yeah uh, okay so you're it's literally a college town where the population doubles when the students come back oh word okay um we live in kind of an oasis of a spot though yeah. i think like it's a lucky spot where there's not too many older um, couples, you know, or older yeah. families that live there. It's mostly like college students on our side. Yeah, we're in between college but, students and grad students and like mm-hmm. young young adults who mostly okay. get it. And I now live in the street across from the shack, so we don't have to worry about that house. And our landlord, which lives two houses further down the street, knows we have shows and doesn't care. Oh, that's cool. Our friend Casey has people moving in because she owns this house in between the landlord house and mine. And they know about the shack. And then the people closest to the shack, no one's moved in yet. So we have to worry about that maybe. Yeah, in the we'll future. talk to them. But we control. The, the last whole people block. who moved in there moved in after coming to a shack show. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they did it specifically, but they were like, yeah, we moved in knowing that there was going to be shows here. And I was like, that's cool. Ever any incidents like police or show up, anything like that? Two, three times. but not, or three, okay. But, yeah. but like only one really that. Uh, one was during practice. The cop was upset that he got called. Noise ordinances and until 11, it was like 7 p.m. He seemed so annoyed that he got called. The first thing he said was, is your band any good? <laughs> I wish I remembered what I said. I hope I said no. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're like, ah. Not, not good enough to warrant you being like, out here, officer. We are sure a band. Um, and then we had one for the Halloween party um, with Violent Bloom and Trino Leaves. So it was like during the really early stages. Oh, I played with Trino Leaves one time. Yeah, they're a PG band. Yeah. Um, yeah, they oh, still they're do shows. Green. Okay, yep. yeah, I play with them at Late Station. Yeah, I oh, played nice. Late Station quite a bit. Yeah, that was cool. Um, 
in a dra- daydream still plays shows right yeah like, okay cool yeah, yeah we're playing this right. friday at uh with with vermont and hexing and pursuer uh oh vermont's tight yeah playing with yeah i've met them at the uh sword fest or whatever they're yeah we're playing in ferndale at new way bar is but, nice gonna be on that one no the nice tour wouldn't have started yet no uh, it, it's yet. small parks vermont hexing it's a good uh, bill from california no hexing michigan oh, okay and then pursuer and then in a daydream and ship and sail What's that's a tight bill it's this friday the 30th okay. uh, i'll be in i'll be in pittsburgh drumming and jimmy mayo for the p daddy show it's those Ooh. dude the scheme 13 team or whatever they put on that uh, mm-hmm. it's them or the scheme 13 like festival yeah yeah they yep. they're uh, they're basically like a, a promotion like show may running you know promoter company whatever. sounds like some shack kind of yeah yeah what we're getting to be at least yeah kyle uh kyle mention and patrick schufeld are the ones that kind of like spearhead most of it okay and kyle ran like he 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 did tv production in la on top chef for like seven years that's tight yeah (laughs) that's so yeah yeah (laughs) and like but he moved back now and uh he's in a band uh with with patrick now and like they they like one of his first orders of business when he got back was just to put together the, the scheme 13 festival and they had like a full it was like a full production dude they did they made like a promo video for scheme 13 like so during the whole thing like they had like a camera crew like running around and shit and uh i can show you guys like this the, just happened the, right yeah like, not that long ago because yeah you, no you it, did a podcast on it right yeah i've listened yeah, I was to there that, i was okay. there I, I played it i played a, a solo set there and then i did oh, a nice. podcast the rest of the day okay so that's cool where yeah. was that at in michigan it was in ferndale okay 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 yeah it was it southeast was, michigan is that, fire with yeah. things to do Dude, Southeast yeah. Michigan scene is is absurd. Yeah, that's why I'm moving to deal like to the Detroit area. Like as much as I love Ann Arbor, it's like I went to school here and I'm done being in the college town. Yeah, like, are I'd you rather, from here? I'm from like 45 minutes north, Fenton, Michigan. Okay. okay. Yeah, I so I it's it's super easy for me to go home and you know I I'm just Ann Arbor's kind of run its course for me. Mm-hmm. Like it'll still be easy for me to come back and play shows and things like that. I'm not going to abandon the college market because that would be a highly <laughs> stupid thing to do. Like if I if I want to be successful, but like I want to get into the Detroit scene. I want to play like I would love to get to the point one day where I'm where I'm playing like the Shelter or like the Loving Touch St. Andrews even, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I but so yeah. This Friday is we're playing a show, but that's like our last show for the next probably couple months because we're kind of we're going underground to try to f- do some recording that's okay. sweet finish up some stuff oh yeah man. yeah yeah we'll see how it goes i don't know it's recording's it's fun Recording's a weird process it is and it's like it's a blessing and a curse it's like i'm re- mm-hmm. working with nick diener and we're gonna be do- working with tyler floyd too to do the drums tight yeah but it's just like saving up the money i gotta go out to chesney you know and uh that's tyler from parkway right yeah nice yep yep fucking love parkway. i haven't worked with him yet but he's a really cool dude and i'm i'm sure it'll be super easy and he's parkway was at scheme 13 right no they weren't oh. no they weren't I'm thinking of them no they weren't good enough to be at scheme 13, oh of course think, dude no no <laughs> <laughs> rough <laughs> no i love fucking with if i if i make fun of anyone on this podcast it means they're my friends <laughs> yeah but the opposite is not true also. So if I say someone's good, it doesn't mean they suck. <laughs> you know? I really love that Pat Ray guy. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. The Pat Ray episode was good. That's like the first time I That's... ever really hung out with Pat too. Really? Yeah. And oh, we just wow. like went back and forth shit talking for like an hour and a half. Pat's, Pat's great. Pat's yeah. phenomenal. The first time I ever met Pat Ray was at Ghost House in Detroit. And he walked up to me 
And he handed me an RC Cola. And he said, this gig is sponsored by RC Cola. <laughs> and he walked away from me. And then I realized he was in one of the bands. <laughs> yeah. We were yeah, playing with C Home. Yeah. yeah. He's a silly dude. And since then, we've just become our our emoji on Facebook Messenger that we send each other is the crying laughing emoji. And like we will go through probably like six or seven days where all we do is randomly throughout the day, we'll just send each other. The, <laughs> we change the thumbs up emoji to, and it's just like three and a half pages of just that. Yeah. And then eventually we'll talk about something like that. We have like one of us is trying to plan or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just do that again. <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause like, uh, I, I got to see like a little bit of like the behind the scenes of like the out of this world booking thing. Mm-hmm. Cause like I was, uh, over the weekend, I was helping them run one of their shows at uh, Corktown, and it was like they had an issue because Pat was at Loving Touch playing a show, and there was a show at Corktown, the Corktown Tavern, like it was like a hardcore show, and they double booked it, like the venue double booked it. They had like the hardcore show, and then they had like uh, some nineties, eighties, nineties DJ set that they had scheduled too. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, that's how they double book. I feel like someone does it on purpose. There's like a mastermind that double books, like, haha, we'll set these two together. Like, and there's always a DJ. But yeah, always like, playing dubstep always. in between the sets. But like being in the Love group it. chat with like the out of this world booking wow. people and seeing like in, Pat, in, yeah, to it a window in, yeah, and it. seeing Pat like actually like being serious and trying to bust moves and stuff. And that's I'm like. Hilarious. I'm like, yeah, but I know you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cheese ball. Like. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But it, right. it ended up being fine. Yeah. Kevin's totally a part fine. of that now. Yeah, for yeah. like the Kevin West Rice. Rice. Yeah. Kevin Rice, Carrie Bice. These are probably my Pat favorite Ray. episodes are Pat Ray, Kevin, and I think Colin episodes. Colin Haggerty episodes. Yeah, he's a, that's a good one. Foul, the Foul Land episode is really good, that too. That was really good, also. That one. Like, I not, still have to listen not to that the show. One. That's the, the sh- one where you just let, it, let the <laughs> podcast run free. Well, okay. Because I remember I was there that for was, it, and I saw two people was, who weren't you at the podcast table, and I was like, Huh. You got a shout out on that podcast, really? yeah. Because yeah. I think you're like that. There's American Spirits. And I was like, I think I called you Doctor Drums though. Doctor Drums, <laughs> yeah. That's what you said. But okay, so that that episode, in my opinion, is maybe the worst episode I've ever done. It's chaotic, but it's fun. It, yeah, chaotic but good. yeah, chaotic, chaotic good. <laughs> there you go. Welcome Ellie from Lead DIY. I always call it I call it Lead DIY because every time I see that the post, I'm like, let oh lead dumb stupid. <laughs> Like, I talked to her, and I just, like, led for some reason. But, no, the Fallow Land, episode six, when uh, Wit and Scott were here, that was a really, really fun episode. Mm-hmm. Like, because we were, we were drinking wine. We probably cleared a couple bottles of wine that night. <laughs> that sounds ideal. I yeah. love wine. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was like, pre-slow-down drinking, Brian. But, like, I wasn't, like, a, I shouldn't make it. It doesn't make it sound, makes it sound like I'm, like, a heavy drinker. I never was. Maybe, like, in college I would party a lot. But, eh. no. Like, for me, when I say, like, slowing down, I mean, like, literally trying not to drink more than, like, maybe, like, once a month. You know what I mean? Feel that. And now I got these Brian Porter-themed no. beers that Trey was kind <laughs> enough to bring me. <laughs> Bry PA. <laughs> I got the Bry PA. No I got the name. the Brian Porter. <laughs> and then the what was the last one? Just the Brian Stout. The Brian Stout. Yeah. <laughs> stout Brian. <laughs> a stout performer. Oh man. Yeah, that was that's so sweet of you. This is, that's the first <laughs> gift I've received. <laughs> there's well, there's two of them I really like. The Brian Porter, I really I didn't find any porters. <laughs> 
I was we were sitting here before we started. I was like, did Trey tell you about anything about the little gift he's bringing? Brian was like, I don't think so. I'm like, no. <laughs> I had, a, I had a chuckle. A, a great <laughs> bit, Trey. It's so like a lot of times, like I'll be at when I used to be at the bar and like uh, it'd be loud or something, and I would try to pay my tab. Like, what's the name mm-hmm. on your card? Like Porter. <laughs> and it'd be like, I'm like, like the beer, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I've never got any. Like, we don't have any. On tab. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, my fucking card. Yeah, it's Jesus. It's a, it's a good one. If, if anything ever comes out of this podcast, as far as like merchandising, I just want to have my own beer, <laughs> Brian Porter. Yeah, the Brian well, Porter. Soon, Phenomenal. I've been talking about it for years, <laughs> but I think it's going to come to fruition. Um, there, I'm going to brew pretty soon my first beer with a friend that knows more about brew beering than I do, so they're going to help brew me beering? out. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to yeah. what? No, brew, brew beering. Brew beering. As uh, opposed to like root beering, dude? <laughs> you got to commit to it. No, it's it's DIYPA. It's going to be a double IPA. So Jesus one day, God, if, if that like works that. out, I will make you a the Brian, Brian Porter. Porter. Holy shit. An ITN Brian Porter. <laughs> I will do it. Dude, that would be like, that would make my whole life. I will do it. I might just retire, dude. Now See, I, now, I, there's, now that there's a bit attached to now it, I have to make you're going to do it. Now yeah. I have to make it real. Oh, that's why so awesome. That's how Trey's productive. Wow, dude. <laughs> Out of necessity. Like, yeah, that's kind of how it works. People, can, people literally drink in my essence, dude. They will, yes. <laughs> Notes of coriander. I don't know. I don't know what it would taste like, but it would be fucking delicious, I'm sure. Notes of coriander. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a porter, I don't think. <laughs> but anyways. Jesus. Let me think of some questions here. Oh, uh, so were there ever like any shows where like starting off, like, was there a show or any like number of shows that like made you realize like, oh, wow, this is more than like we thought it was going to be. Fochella one, (laughs) which was our third show. (laughs) The first Fochella got put together in three days. I don't know. I mean, I think all of us knew what we were getting into. Connor has definitely taken on like a lot of the weight as far as like probably again, like mental stress, but I don't know. No, I don't think like, I think we all still really like doing it. Focella two is probably way more stressful than Focella. Oh, yeah, no, it was a, that was a production of sorts. Like we had a lot to beyond just booking. Like we had a lot, we had a team of people we had to organize and make sure, you know, there was zones of people doing one specific thing or like at least checking on others as far as like, yeah. you know, is everything good over here? Like do you have enough wristbands for people to get in? Like, you know, is anyone pissing anyone else off which luckily we've never had any problems like that but and we did that one at the house yeah since then we've done all of our all of our bigger fests at howard's but the focella 2 was the last big fest we did at the house yeah and we had what it was a lot like over 600 people in and out throughout the entire day my house and bg it was never like the, the downside of the garage is that you really can't only fit 60 70 people in there and it gets pretty hot because it's a garage yeah uh, and we have a soundproof so keeps the heat in real well um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like you know you make some sacrifices for stuff like that but at the same point like because we had only 60 attack. 70 people yeah we had heart attack, heart attack man, for man Funchella to was play our garage kind of like we have you know we have a hundred people like around the garage like that can't get in because only like 60 to 80 can smash themselves in the space and that kind of sucks you know if so many people want to see this band we didn't have enough space there for was a good rotation though that's yeah. my favorite thing. As yeah, people got like a little too warm inside, they would rotate out, and then a few more people would rotate yeah. in. Like smash oh. on in. 
That whole huh. set, the whole Heart Attack Man set, is available on YouTube uh, through Young uh, Young Culture. No, No Culture. No Culture. Yeah. Yeah. You can type in another, Coachella Two Heart Attack Man. Rip. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. No Culture. As far as like getting the bands in, is it one of those like if you book them, they will come sort of thing? Like as far as like just re- you reach out to them, and that is it basically just that, or did you have like pre-existing connections to any of these people? For Heart Attack Man, that was all Dylan. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Our big, our big get for that was Heart Attack Man, and Dylan handled that through, like, Steve. Mm-hmm. I think Steve and Dean, um, and like Eric had expressed, I think, interest in like doing a house show again, and like they were super down for the idea, and they okay. just came and played. And then Seeger Space played. It was one of their last, one of their second a, or third. To it last was a show. secret show for them, yeah. so they went under Dolphin Coffin. Yeah, on the, on the Fochella Two posters um, is Dolphin Coffin, but it was but it was Secret Space, space yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was crazy. It was a sweet show. So then they showed up and they were like, hi, we, we are who we actually are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it never got announced or anything like that. No. They just played a secret space set and people wigged out. Because they're like a Toledo, they were like a Toledo favorite. Yeah. They were definitely oh, okay. like the post-citizen, like driving force band who like did some good stuff and like got around a lot and went on some big tours. That's cool. Yeah, um, they did a lot of really cool stuff. But yeah, Fochella Fo- 1 and put us on the track of having fun. Fochella 2 was like, oh, we can do this kind of for real. And then Fochella 3 is what made me addicted to booking. Well, Fochella 3, <laughs> I think, like, there were a lot of things. But for me, it was one day Connor was like, I think we're going to need to get a porta potty for the house. <laughs> and I was like, we should move it if we can. We shouldn't have it here if that's what we're focusing yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and luckily, he talked to the owner of Howard's and worked out something that they didn't even they didn't even charge us like no they, they just, let us, just lets us throw they show let us have the space and the whole day worked out like yeah 13 hours because they'll you will bring in probably more business than they would ever get on oh like yeah a random it was day. probably the same if not more business than they get during this really popular thing called the black um black swamp arts festival yeah. which is about okay. to happen pretty soon but that's a bg thing um and they get a lot of business just throughout that because they have a lot of bands or people that will come in and play music in their bar. Um, it's only, the only place in BG you can play. Yeah. In there's a venue, really. Northside um, yeah. did shows for a while this past year. Schoolhouse did shows before that. BLV House did shows like three or four years ago. Shaq's been doing it. We just hit our two-year anniversary at the end mm-hmm. of July for like the official first show. Um, and then now Treehouse. Yeah, he's doing stuff. Treehouse. Uh, Mango Tree, Cool Bowling Green Band. Yeah. Um, Joe Wheatman and Denise, Denise Mojica. Yeah. Um, awesome friends played their first shows. I think both of their first, one of their first shows at the Shack separately. Yeah. And then formed Mango Tree together, which was really cool to see. Um, super nice people. Um, they run an acoustic space in their basement now called the Treehouse. Yeah. They just had their first show just recently. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Um, I know the Northside crew. I know Rick started up Groovy Grove. Yep. And I think they're doing acoustic shows there too. Yep. We just need more places to do regular full band full shows. Full band shows. Yeah. We literally have Howard's, which I love Steve. Thank you so much, Steve, for if you ever listen to this, for letting us do shows there. But Steve likes to work, uh, book a lot of dad bands and cover bands yeah. for the older crowd because Howard's is definitely the older crowd bar. And yeah. it's cool. I like that stuff too. But at the same point, there's no other promoters in the area that are trying to book mm-hmm. anything. So it's just Steve doing it and then me when I do shows there. Yeah. Um, and if I, I do a $5 cover show any day during the week, all the townies come in upset that they have to pay $5 because it's usually free. Uh, so, like, it's kind of weird. I try to only do, like, bigger stuff at Howard's and yeah. the rest of the stuff at the Shack. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone in Boy Green wants to start a music venue, 
Please start a music venue. Do it. Yeah, they can't right. all be at my house. <laughs> we had eight last May, like this past May, a few months ago. We had eight eight Shack shows. All wow. of them were rippers. So yeah, that wow. was we never answered that. He was asking. Oh yeah, is it about, getting overwhelming? Well, so like he was asking about the beginning, sort of, and like how many shows. Like I think it started with one a month. Yeah, it started Which with is one similar a month. to what you said. You're going to start doing. I think if you have one. Like, yeah, if, one a if month. I could, and then know? we did two a month, and then we were doing one every week, and then we had a few months where we were doing five. And then we would do like a you know a comedy show in between that or an acoustic show as well. And then you guys do comedy shows too. Yeah, yeah, we've done comedy yeah. shows, rap shows, DJ shows. Let me know if you do a comedy show. Yeah, I'll come, I'll come down. Yeah, to I just realized that. that you did like listen to the last one that you did comedy. And I'm reading yeah. this book on your bedside. Yeah. Comedy sex god. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I uh, I stand up is like a definitely. I want to be like a stand up comedian. Yeah, you should definitely yeah. come down for the next Musi- uh, musician sort we, of. Thing. Yeah, we have comedy at DIY. Prom. We haven't had one in a minute, but yeah, we have it at DIY prom. But yeah, we do that just because that was kind of also we all just like comedy at the time. Dylan was doing. Um, open mics so he was just kind of um really involved in it we have a really good friend you see a roommate mark phillip who i sorry everyone else but yeah the best comedian in the bowling green area i think like might be biased because he's a good friend but it's also just he's the best comedian i've seen in the area he's generally or genuinely very talented yeah one thing i've noticed is that like you have to be very careful like i think comedy and music don't work very well together yeah you know what i mean i think yeah i think it because people like when people go to a comedy show they're primed to laugh because they they, they expect it you know right, what i mean right, like right. there's this there's a subconscious thing that happens when you go to a comedy show that you okay the, I, these people are going to make me laugh and that's why i'm here whereas like if you're like seeing bands and all of a sudden like there's a in between bands the last thing you want to see is like some dude with a microphone it's a total different dynamic even though it's mean. the same exact thing no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, we do it. We do comedy for our festivals as like an hour split to change the back line on each stage. Yeah. Um. So we'll have like six comedians. I'll do like 10 minutes, like local Bowling Green or like a yeah. Mark Phillip books, all those. Um, and I think it, kind, it kind of helps that we have like, I don't know, a lot of locals that yeah. people that come to this event already. Yeah, really there's know, a lot of overlap. Yeah, in like that. them. Yeah. So it's not as strange, but I definitely know what you mean about like this type of crowd that goes to a music show tends to i don't know if this is the right thing to say but tends to maybe be a little bit more sensitive about some things that rather than yeah. people going to a comedy show that know what they might be getting into yeah so yeah i definitely know what you're what you're talking about yeah about that. but yeah i don't think we've ever like i don't know at the shack it's 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 mostly people that like comedy and the comedians that yeah. are coming out. yeah so it's not that weird but there have definitely been some sets you know that like comedians bomb but like you know yeah i, I bomb it's, dude it's it not happens, fun <laughs> it's I almost like a right i can't passage. do that i don't have the courage and i'm just not funny enough i don't think maybe i am we'll see future comedian <laughs> yeah i tried stand up twice did not I, I, I apparently i was told i did really well for my first time which i don't know what that means it's like a bomb. <laughs> you're really cool. But Mark like, told me know, that, yeah. and Mark's not going to sugarcoat what he tells me. That's fair. Mark will tell me straight up how it went. He said I did pretty good for my That's first fair. time. And I tried it again, and I still didn't think it did very well, so I never did comedy again. Shut well, up. that's because two times I tried it. Well, that's clear that you don't have like this burning passion inside of you to become a comedian. Definitely right? not. You know what I mean? Definitely not. It's like, just, and honestly, if that's not the case, then I commend you even more for doing it. For like, I trying. just wanted to do it just to do it. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, I really wanted that's to try like it. insane courage to me. Like I, I started doing it because it's like I would love, absolutely love to be a comedian. Like my my dream life would be like being a successful musician who can like live in like a big city like New York or Chicago 
and like go on tour and then when i'm not touring like work the clubs doing yeah. comedy like that That'd would be, be cool the, the i'd be living billy under, willig does that he billy plays willig, bass and yeah. like mike which is a pop bunk band from atlanta but also tours doing stand-up comedy we yeah. filmed their special at the summer and- shack that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Look into that too, Billy Willing, because he's actually really, really funny. So funny. And like, I didn't know. Like when we, when I think it was you or uh, Bales, has told me like, yeah, he's in this band called Like Mike, because I didn't know that prior. And then he was doing comedy that night at a show, and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Yeah. But Billy Willie is hilarious, so yeah. blow me away. Yeah, I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Very good comedian on a like lower local level, but he gets out. He does a lot of other it's like he tours on comedy, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a different beast. Definitely you know? is, it definitely is. Like I, I love the freedom in it though, like because like you were saying, like yeah, a lot of people are sensitive to it, and especially mm-hmm. a lot of people that go to like music shows. There's a lot of like, especially like the college crowd. I feel. It's, it's a lot of like a lot of comedians say they won't do colleges anymore because mm-hmm. it's like the the level of like pc that you have to be conscious of right. a lot of these shows right. like they'll they'll come and take the mic from you in the middle of the show depending on like what college and like who's running it mm-hmm. if you say the wrong thing if you make sure. like a racial joke or something like right. that it's it's there's a, not a whole lot of nuance to like people's uh interpretation of what you're saying it's like very black and white if you said something about race then or whatever buzz topic you know what wedge mm-hmm. issue whatever some places just like nope yeah and it's not cool yeah yeah comedy's tough man for that reason tough climate for comedy nowadays I think. <laughs> well it it is but also like i think it's it can be cathartic it's definitely mm-hmm. it's necessary to have something like comedy so that like uh you know i'm not saying so like so that free speech can still exist because I'm not saying that like every bad joke that's been made, like some sometimes like comedians can cross the line, and I'm not saying we need to like that's free speech, blah blah. There's a difference between like that and like hate speech or whatever. Yeah, definitely. but comedy is good because it's like you can say it's you can say kind of whatever you want as long as your intent is is good. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not really about like what exactly you're saying but like what is your intent right right, right you know right. so you can say something that might offend somebody like every any joke is going to offend somebody of course someone's yeah, always going to be right. the butt of the joke yeah it's just like what is your intention if your intention is to hurt somebody then it's not funny but right. if you're not if it's not your, your intention then that's why i don't even tackle it it should be okay that's a headache i it's, just yeah that's why i just started writing lyrics instead no one can really tell what the hell's going on like, yeah this, right. is, <laughs> this is great i can be i can be cryptic yeah like, right. fantastic yes how what what is uh yeah what what is your experience like as far as like performing lyrics live does it does it feel does it ever feel like uh like you're giving too much away is it like ever like embarrassing uh i no i don't know because how the easy answers i I would say is i don't know (laughs) because i just sometimes you know I, i think later on there's some hindsight and like that's a little bit cheesy or that's a bad way to explain it. But then again, like I very seldom had conversations of people asking me about specific things anyways, like, especially like what we were at, it's not like we were doing anything phenomenal. So it's mostly just friends and stuff. They're like, Hey, are you all right? Like, you know what I mean? but yeah. I'm like no, I'm fine. Like I'm happy. Yeah. It's like, that's not even what this was about sort of, you know? And that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of cool in its own way. I guess. I don't know. No, I guess I've never felt weird about stuff. A lot of the latter stuff that I wrote, I was actually like super proud of. There's stuff that I definitely like that sucked, but I thought that's the, just uh, how it goes. Retrograde. I listened to that song and I really like the lyrics on that. Thanks. Yeah, that was, was cool. that was a song that's uh that was just 
a bunch of real life stories really that happened. It didn't even happen in the same day though, like spoiler alert, but it was like, it was a week period of just really bad things happening. Like, um, but yeah, most like pretty much everything was true. The car, the phone, the like Ray Ban sunglasses, Ray Bans that, like, that I got stolen. Yeah, well, that that was shitty because like that was I, I'm not even gonna name, them, but it wasn't anyone's fault. It was everyone's fault, probably. It was a group of people <laughs> that were going to drink at the bars, and we didn't fr- lock the front door. So like you know that night, a bunch of stuff got stolen, but mainly out of my room, which is the most accessible. So yeah, there was like that the theft that happened. I totaled my car, broke my phone, and then like at the end of the week, I, my guitar got smashed. I was like, well, I can't have anything. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. kind of shitty, but like, yeah, I don't know. She the like, the universe happens. was handing you a song. Basically. Yeah, it was. Yeah, later on in the future. Well, and that's another thing that you told me. It's like it is retrograde. The time that we like yeah, released we released the song, the song during Mercury in a Mercury retrograde. retrograde. We didn't plan it, it just and we didn't know happened. that. Yeah. And that's really? when all this yeah. stuff happened was in a Mercury retrograde. So I was like, that's kind of crazy. But that's pretty that's wild. That's why we decided to wild. name it that. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Now, was that the last thing that you guys released? Or- no, we released, uh, we had, we recorded two <laughs> singles that were originally going to be a split with Team and Aid, a phenomenal band uh, that had one of their first shows ever at the Summer Shack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, was Coachella too, actually. Yeah. Um, they're going on tour with Matt Kerkis. Yeah, I saw that. Um, awesome friends of ours. We took them on their first tour with when we met Ellie. Ellie uh, was on tour with us in, in just this recent March, and we took Team Eight on their first run, um, all the way down to Atlanta, and then we did up through the North Carolinas and came back home. Mm-hmm. But um, where was I going with that? Why did Team Eight? Um, split with Team Eight. Oh yeah, yeah we were gonna do a split with Team Eight. Yeah, the homies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last two songs were going to be part of that split. Um, and then Team and got the, you know, the Matt Caracas thing. And we're, we're originally just going to do one song each. So the most recent one that we released, both of them were supposed to be part of the split. Then one of them was going to be a split. And then none of them were the split because American yeah. Spirit split. Oh, <laughs> damn. No. Um, <laughs> Too strong. And for, the, for those, there's no uh, visual aspect to this but connor did kind of like a dab thing <laughs> <laughs> i just want that to be said um but yeah so we released the the second song um which i think was, i uploaded it like two days later was called originally windows 98 yeah which we did i didn't really like that title anyways so we never we never agreed on it connor really. like uploaded it because we needed to get it out soon because we made this statement like hey yeah we're pretty much done but we have this one last thing so we called it like the last Air four hundred four band not found. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember. And that. it's funny because it's about thing. like a computer glitching out. It's about a lot of things, but yeah. it's about the, things. the base stat descriptor of it all is that it's about a computer messing up and trying to like fix things and like take it apart, put it back together, yeah. and like what are, what's left, you know? Yeah. Um, I gotcha. Yeah, it's basically so it's really fitting. It's it's a hu- like it's human mental, um, like mental things happen. Like it's a person in a computer i don't know what what i'm explaining anymore but like it's personification through like computer stuff but also like from the point of view of a human yeah but yeah it's yeah we didn't bring an acoustic guitar but you should probably just play that one at the end oh i have an acoustic you guys can use no not not i'm not saying play it at the end but like just like play the recording of it at the end when they do oh yeah we could music at the end of the podcast i do have an acoustic that you could use. I could, ah, man. So that's a, yeah, when I was driving, I was like, oh shit, there's like a, a song part, but we it's don't really a have nice any. acoustic. Too. We don't have anything. Like, I have a few things I could play, but they probably wouldn't be spirit stuff. But Connor and I are starting a new project. Yeah. We don't Trey need and I are cooking something right now. Yeah. 
we're working on like we have four songs and we're working on like structure and lyrics right now but we have like the skeleton of it that's cool so we're just kind of like filling in all the pieces taking out some pieces yeah you feel like it's like tonally it's like similar vein to spirits or you kind of try to move in a different direction i think just because of what we're going to be able to end up getting away with live and playing it's going to be a lot different but not like so different because i mean I wrote all the lyrics, but Dylan wrote all the guitar parts for Spirits. So, like, I write and play guitar very differently. It's a little bit oh, okay. softer. So, like, I, I'm going to be playing and singing, and then Connor's playing drums. And I really want to figure something out where Bales comes in and plays bass every now and then, or, you know, if he wants to all the time. But I think yeah. he wants to do his own stuff. Yeah. Um. So, it's like, I think it's going to sound a lot differently, or a lot different. It's very, like, I don't know beach rock maybe is that a good way to put it some of the riffs yeah like beachy, it's, like, it's like beachy folk yeah beach folk okay but well, that gets kind of heavy sometimes. i really hate genres i'm not yeah, really yeah, good I'm at genres you, i'm like i don't you know i just do this and i think everyone has with the right ingredients the people you know it's always going to sound different like yeah. depending on what you put in and yeah this iteration of you know whatever we're doing is going to be a bit different just because of that Plus, I'm trying to figure out how to play and sing a lot better, which is something I've always been horrified Dude, of I, and dealt with. Like, it's hard, man. Yeah. Like that's like I only within the last year did I really start practicing to do that with any regularity. Because like old old school in a daydream stuff. I mean, you listen to so many of the podcasts, you probably know, but like I used to just yeah. re- record it all. I've listened to in a daydream stuff. I think there's not that. Like I looked on Bandcamp and how many? I, there's I just think the one song. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's okay. nothing. We don't play that anymore. I figured that's, not because I was older. I was like, where's yeah. the new stuff? But like, yeah, I'm working on it right now. Cool. Like, that's I have, recording. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, but the, like the old school in a daydream was like very heavily influenced by like Fallout Boy, like Say Anything, mm-hmm. like bands like. Bands like that, you know, like pop punk. More. They're probably more into at that point in time. Yeah. Right. As to, you know, yeah. Now. I still love, I still love that stuff. Cause it's just like, it was like my baby and everything, but the guitar parts were way more complicated. And like, I trying to play that stuff and sing would be like almost impossible for me. Cause I'm not very good at that, you yeah. know, but the new inner in, in a daydream stuff, which I can, uh, cannot wait for people to finally hear at some point. It's like, I, I don't know. It's, all the songs are like five minutes long. Like it's, it's just very emo, but like it's, it's kind of like post emo where it's not like indie rock. I'm not indie rock. It's not like pop punky emo. It's, it's more like alternative, like Manchester orchestra, I think is like a big influence. Yeah. Cool. yeah I don't know how to really describe it. ADHD rock is the, is the genre <laughs> I call my stuff. I can, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Trey, do you want to finish out the rest of the podcast? You gotta go? Ali and I gotta that's get okay. To, we gotta get to the gig. Yeah, that's fine. I love Gotta you. get to the gig. That's fine. To the gig. Brian, thanks for having us. Yeah, on. thanks for coming. I'm, it's, been a, it's been a true honor and thrill and privilege. <laughs> We're heading to Detroit somewhere? Yeah. See Holmes playing. Bye. Oh, yeah. King They're playing with playing. Odd Miana or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I'm glad you just said that because I had no idea how to say that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I said it right. <laughs> but you can just use my <laughs> Odd Miana. Luca. Luca the cat. Luca. Luca the cat. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If I don't work, if I don't work for uh, the day of 
DIY prom, I'll, I'll come. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, can I steal my food? Yeah. Is my food in there? I forgot about it. Yeah. No, I think it's in the box. Oh, cool. I'll grab it for you. Oh, I'll get it for you. Is it going away? What's this? Is this a part of it? Spice Jam Sock Pockets. Is this everyone you get gifts? Well, if you. I didn't order that. Connor just orders a bunch of food that he doesn't really. Connor, is that. That's what my grandma does, dude. It's crazy. She sends me a Taco Bell and she says, like, order like. 30, 30 yeah, like 30 tacos, and then they're all just sitting there. Potato soft taco now. Oh, box, Thank you. Thank they you. didn't give us a straw. Back to the back to where the whole thing started. That's all right. Taco Bell experience. No straw. Yeah. Now we're here. I feel like we should, no just, we should just end right here. Now we're here. Thanks again. I'll see yeah, you. dude, absolutely. It was Bye. a good time. Yep, see ya. Oh, no. Now I'm all alone. Oh, God. Not that those jokers are gone. Yeah, right. Now we can get out of the real <laughs> shit. Well, Connor yeah. sucks. That Connor guy sucks. <laughs> At least pretty cool though. Yeah, that's alright. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, oh, this is scheme thirteen. It's just text me. Do you? Would I want to cover a last minute festival? Hey, hey. They they hit me up. You're busy, man. You probably gotta be busy. Like that's a good thing. Yeah, it keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it does. Like, kind it of does. in a way, you can't yeah. spend your money. Like you know, really, like how you yeah. how you would it when you're like in a board setting, probably. But no, it kind of <laughs> is like that though. Like I, uh, I just like started a second job and everything. Like I, just to make extra money to try to finish the record and like do a full merch rollout when I do have the album because I don't want to half-ass it. Like once I have an EP, yeah. Like I want to have all everything. There's so yeah. much involved. Yeah, in like the promotion of something like that. Yeah, and I just want to have the money to do whatever I feel like is, yeah. is necessary for it. Yeah, you don't want to get to a spot and be like, oh, shit, I got to get this yeah. thing now. Like, no, you just have it in order. Sure. Yep, yep. So there's that, and then maybe a couple episodes a week of this somehow. Yeah. one Once, at least once a week, but sometimes twice. Like, I'll probably put this out on Thursday. Episode that I just put out right before you guys got here was uh the e-word podcast yeah, yeah. okay cool it's out though yeah, yeah. sweet i'm just, i was out. pumped so you'll have that, that for we, your ride home spirits was on i think we were 10 though I, I can't remember where we're at but we were on the um emo double xl list so we kind of connor i think i'm trying to think of who i've met i'm a piece of shit i can't remember now i don't know if it was it's tyler and Kyle and Ellie are the ones I talk. To. Kyle and Ellie, is there no Tyler? I'm thinking maybe of, there is. Uh, maybe no, there's not. Maybe I'm know. just stupid. I think I'm just dumb. But um, I feel like Connor has met both of them. Maybe not. I think I just met Kyle. I can't remember. Well, I brought you guys up on there because I, you guys were in like the freshman class or whatever. I think that yeah. they had mentioned. Yep, yep, yep. And I think that's that was one of the ways that like okay, so I messaged them on Twitter to be like, and then you were guys were one of the the people I mentioned name dropped to, to make them feel like I was perhaps legit and worth talking to yeah, because sure. like, like, okay, so they, they're aware of American spirits, like American spirits, those guys, I know them, they're going to come talk with me. So I, you know, through that channel, I was like, you know, I've done dog leg, you know, them, yes. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, and so they're like, oh yeah, sure. That's a good episode. Also the dog leg episode. Yeah. Yeah. They, those guys are cool. Yeah. I, I saw Alex at a Joyce Manor show too. And really? Yeah. Nice. I was a little drunk. And we were, That's so cool though. We were being silly gooses. Nice. Silly geese. Yeah. But yeah, they're really cool. I I still haven't met Parker though. Parker's very quiet. Is I he? think yeah, but maybe not. I mean, I don't really know Parker that well either. I, I always say hi to him, kind of you know, yeah. talk to him for a few seconds. But he seems yeah. pretty low key, so I'm not uh, yeah. trying to piss anyone off. I don't know too well. Right, <laughs> you know? right. How's it going, kid? You know, yeah, trying to force right. like hang out with somebody it always feels kind of weird, dude. I. I but yeah, the e word thing, like, um, no, I, I I was like. I saw on Facebook, I think, that you were doing that podcast a few days ago. I was like, fuck yeah, that's going to be cool. 
Um, yeah, I'm excited to listen to that. Well, so what are you on now? You're on like 26, right? Or like this, uh, the one I just released is 25. You guys are 26. 26. Nice. Yeah. It's cool. That's crazy. Since, yeah, I know. It's since, a lot. Since April. You're doing it. I know. Dude. You're in it. It's, it's like, uh, if you ever listened to the, the episode three where it was just me talking. Yep. Yep. That's a solo cast. Yeah. Cause I think the first one's Colin and then it goes to like, yeah. I don't know if Kevin's later. There's something in between. Kevin was there. episode four. Yeah. I could something. probably honestly list off the, the exact order of them if I really thought about it. That'd be impressive. I'm not going to do that. That'd be impressive. <laughs> I know, but like it's, it's, but yeah. So like I started it, I explained this on that episode, but like it's, I had the idea for the podcast. Like I, I just like smoked weed one day and I was just like, I was in this band. I was struggling to like figure out ways to gain exposure and stuff. And I was just like, how the, you know, I was like really like fucking discouraged. Cause like I, f- I felt like straight up, like I just have to go to a million shows and just meet people and just mm-hmm. pretend I'm somebody that does those things, mm-hmm. you know? And then I just like took a hit and <laughs> we were just like chilling. And I was like, or <laughs> you'd be part of it yeah yeah i could just like now you found a way to cultivate something that's your own and here i'll say this too because this is really crazy the first like <clears throat> around the second podcast that you had done um we were in north carolina <coughs> excuse me and um i was talking to bales and michaela because i wrote with them for the entire half of like that run we went on tour and i was like I really would love, because we were listening to, like, Burt Cast, like, Joe Rogan, just a bunch of really yeah, weird yeah. casts, right? And I'm, like, sitting there, like, on these long drives, like, listening to podcasts, like, why is there no music podcast, like, po- music podcast for musicians, but then for others? Because I, I feel like there that would be a cool thing to listen yeah. to. And then, literally, like, the next day, I think, um, Connor showed me Invite the Neighbors, and I was like, this is what I was talking about. Like, no, and you kind of just did it. And I was like, this is really cool, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I had like the light bulb go off. Like when I had the idea, I was like, wait, I don't think anybody does this. No. Like no I know, I know there's like lead singer syndrome, you know, like mm. with like Shane told. And then I know there's like, this noise. is different though. Yeah. I think. This yeah. is different. Like, yeah, because that's like established bands, like famous mm. people, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like noise creators with like established producers and things like that. Right. But I wasn't aware. And even like the E word isn't really like this as much because no. like they have a mix of like, you know, they'll have bands like they'll like you guys or, um, but I, I will literally do anybody, you know, and like yeah. they, they do bands where it was, I'll do like promoters. I'll do like, I, I want to paint a picture of like the whole scene. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Cause it is bigger than that. It's bigger than the artist. Like, yeah. Kind of the crazy. I mean, Connor's a good, uh, a, a good model of that. We're like, you know, there's most of the time in every band, there's somebody that has the online presence and it's really never been me. Like every now and then you get an Instagram post or something, yeah. but like Connor's that guy and every band has that person, you know, that yeah. like does more of the kind of stuff. Um, and it's not just about writing the music. Like it goes way beyond that as far as like, you know, what the scene is and how it functions. Yeah. It's crazy. It, and it's pretty overwhelming at times. I can see like, I can't remember what the, the guy in your band that got like fed, like not fed up, like kind of just Dylan. Like, yeah. Dylan. Okay. Dylan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I could, I, again, I could totally understand that because there's, mm-hmm. it's so much more than I bargained for, like getting into mm-hmm. music, just realizing like how much work it is on a day in and day out thing to like book tours. Like I haven't really had to book tours yet because like I'm, I want to wait for the EP to be done. And I've all just that. been watching Connor that this whole time. And sort of offering emotional support. But yeah, it's it's a beast like of a burden, like at yeah. times. Like and there's like so many things like you know, balancing like 
life with music with you know you have to be able to pay to do like most of this stuff but for some people you know like that's you know this is it but not that many people that i know in the scene don't have another job you know everyone's doing stuff to be able to afford touring or anything most of the time like but yeah it's uh i don't know it's fun i do it because it's fun man i like still and i don't know it's i'm excited for the next step of whatever that is but yeah watching connor put together tours is very stressful i'll tell you that much i think honestly (laughs) dude like i'm when it comes to touring like the approach i'm thinking about taking is i don't think i'll really ever not ever but like for the foreseeable future i don't think i'll ever dive into anything longer than four or five days Mm. and instead of like trying to string together 14 shows in a row yeah Maybe it would be smarter for me to to do f- four shows in a row and then recover and then go do another and hit another market and try to hit different markets on as many like weekends around yeah, as many yeah, weekends yeah. as possible. Like when like, you can try to maximize the turnout. Weekenders are great. You know what I mean? Weekenders I like are feasible. Like, yeah. And you still get the same stuff done essentially. Like, you know, you. I don't know. There's probably not the same like, I guess dirty kind of like chaotic feeling of oh man we've been touring you know seven eight plus days now or even longer like hell like sometimes but um now yeah weekenders are great like we had to do that because of all of our jobs all of the spirits at least jobs are so different that we had to do weekenders a lot of the time because bales would have to get up at 5 30 every morning to drive to finley to work um to work his job okay which is kind of like got you know it gets tricky to yeah. manage like longer runs, like just based on that, like what everyone's got going on in their personal life. Yeah. I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, I'm a little, you know, I'm like 28. It's like, it's mm-hmm. me and like most people like my age for the most part work fairly regular jobs, like, right. like yeah. nine to fives kind of thing. Yep, yep, yep. So it makes doing weekenders like all, all that much more feasible mm-hmm. too. To where like, yeah, I can play local shows during the week if it's worth it. Right. Like I'm, I'm I think I'm past the point where like, I want to go do a Monday night show in like, yeah. At a house because we, just, we because. got there where it was like, we were taking everything and then yeah. there was a point where like, okay, we need to be a little bit more selective about shows that yeah. are, makes sense and not necessarily ones because i think like when you're doing diy like on a really like i don't know i wouldn't say grassroots level but like when on a really like base level um you know it is good to take a lot of shows but there's a point where like you have to say no to some yeah just like depending on who's there what's going on what time of day is it you know what day is it like yeah you have to turn down stuff eventually yeah well even even though like i i think even when you're you're taking everything i think almost that is from my own experience like a little bit naive to think that, that, of, that, yeah. that you have to do that right yeah you know what i mean you you can be selective from the jump i think yeah you can be yeah and we just didn't know what the hell we were doing the right, only one that right, did was right. dylan like dylan actually kind of knew like uh, sort of you know what was going on and how to how to get there and then connor took everything over um a few months in he's been doing a great job but Oh, dude, hold on. I got to take a photo of you. I forgot to take a photo of them. <laughs> so I'll just like a photo. I'll we'll like just, just we can Microsoft. Shop Connor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... I'll do that real fast. And then I have some questions from. Uh, oh, perfect. Comments. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh God. I hope I can answer them. Yeah, see. We'll see. My feet out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just like go into paint and find some. That's perfect. <laughs> just, uh, I can send you literally. I'll just send you a Steven Universe. <laughs> that's what connor i think looks like steven universe a lot like his hair is very similar 
It's kind of funny. Am I allowed to do this in here too? This little Julie boy. Oh yeah. Am I? Okay. Is it? Uh, is it crack or what is it? I wish. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just nic- the nicotine pen. Oh, it's nicotine. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Connor offered me. Uh, oh yes. He offered he me always, some marijuana. He always will. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I said no. I said no. That's responsible but, of you. Yeah. Well, I the thing is, I smoke weed <laughs> here so, and there. So do I. Like, yeah. Sorry, sorry, mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, mom. You're welcome. That's <laughs> yeah. I do it to get over your the trauma. No. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, like, I I have to be very careful. Like when I smoke weed, I like to I like to find my strain, like find my strain, and then just just that. It could go a lot of ways. I yeah. Know yeah. No, I, yeah. I get and it. it's like before I do a podcast is a bad time for me to start. Yeah. And I mean, I think we only like literally we only met each other one time at Swordfest. Yeah. And it was really brief. I feel bad about that still because I, I, I oh, constantly. Busy, I know. But like I still could have got a moment to go over and say hi. Like I was sending I was doing my best to send people over there. Yeah. At least like, like I let Nick know, I think, of equipment. Like, hey, at the end of your set, please mention like anyone that's in bands, anyone that's not wants to go over and talk like yeah. Brian's over there. Please go talk to him. But I still still feel really because we only met that one time really i think like not online but yeah it's yeah cool to come over and yeah dude and for sure but, like yeah. it, it's been cool to like have this experience with so many different people too oh i believe it man yeah the like, scenes like it it seems so small and i think like when i first started this like i've always been playing music and i've been going to like some shows in bg but there weren't as many like it wasn't as big now as it is and i think that's a part of the reason why i wanted to be so involved too it's like I think this is cool that other people will remember this down the road, even if it doesn't, it doesn't have to go anywhere, but like, you know, this makes memories for individuals. Yeah. And, um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but yeah, I don't know what we're talking about, but no, I feel you. It's like, it's, I, I was just thinking today about like how quickly the podcast got spread around to people. And I yeah. think it is lends, it, it lends itself to that idea of like the scene being small. It feeling oh small, that's what i was saying know? like you, yeah well, so like i think it, itn is cool because it's like it's kind of connecting all these little dots like it's helping yeah. do that it creates a map of something that's way bigger than any like you know any local little scene thinks that it is like it's much larger than that and diy cubbies are in so many places like they i need would, to be in more places too i think i've literally like at my next place when i move like in the studio where we set up everything like mm-hmm. i'm gonna buy like a big ass like wall map of the united states and oh, start put like, everyone that's yeah. like nice and yeah like, that's starting cool. like put the people who've been on the podcast so uh, so and literally as a tool for me too like if i ever want to plan a tour like i can mm-hmm. have a visual of like yeah where you're going where i know like, people to, yeah oh you know? that's neat yeah yeah that's a you good idea I mean? like so like okay so you I don't know. miss out on something you know yeah. someone that you've met before be like yeah we're 30 minutes away like why not go get coffee or something at you know yeah the least. like yeah definitely yeah like or like if i need help booking like if i'm going to philly or something like okay mm-hmm. past life Let's see if they yeah, know me or Maryland totally. uh, anonymous. Not, not they're anonymous phone call. They're from Grand Rapids, but like uh, the average from Maryland, like okay, know them. So I've been yeah. trying to get like more and more touring bands to come on too. Sure, like, yeah, from, yeah, from out of town. I got Halogens from New Jersey. They're coming. Nice. In. I saw that you yeah. guys booked them. Yeah, dude, Halogens are great. They're fantastic live. Also, I got to see them for the first time in New Jersey when we did Strobeless, which is Lee DIY's festival that Ellie okay, helped yeah. throw on. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was cool. All right, so let me pull up some of these. Uh, yeah, do it up. There's a couple. Yeah, I don't even know where we're at. Sorry if I'm like taking up. Oh no, dude, you're totally fine. Anything. I will. I will shut it down when I need to shut it down. <laughs> when Trey's boring, you're no. done. <laughs> we're cutting you off. The mic's been off Can't for like half an hour. Dude. <laughs> I'm always still talking. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this one is from. Uh, 
Legny dot Kyle Engel. Okay. I just realized he just spelled his name backwards. <laughs> you salty dog, Kyle. Uh, his question is: I mean, I'm 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 guessing a lot of these are gonna be bullshit. Let's That's see. okay. That's fine. I don't Shouldn't care. it be DIY homecoming since prom is in the summer and homecoming is typically closer to the time of your fest? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question, Kyle Engel. Um, so DIY prom. I think was more of a Twitter, um, a Twitter thing that happened with the name. The actual name of the event is called Fallchella, or yeah, it's called or no, I'm sorry, Fallapalooza. It's oh. Fallapalooza. D or Summit Shack presents DIY prom, so it's supposed to be Fallapalooza DIY prom, and it's called Fallapalooza as a playoff of Lala, which is right, kind right, of around right. the same time. But no, it is funny that like yeah, it should be probably a homecoming. <laughs> it literally is happening around like a little after the homecoming of uh bowling i mean you know when homecoming yeah happen in general but oh kyle that's a good question kyle you, <laughs> thanks you have, kyle you have great questions like <laughs> subscribe to the podcast kyle all right um and uh e underscore rickrolled asks what are your thoughts on the grassroots fuck nice movement <laughs> oh fuck nice fuck nice I love the grassroots fuck nice movement. I've never Roddy. listened to Nice. Are they any, oh, are they good? You need to listen to Nice. Yeah, no, they're out. they're really good, really good people. Um, Roddy is a goober. Roddy's a goober. Roddy's a big goober. Um, no, they're all goobers. We've got some funny music videos too. Actually, I'm trying to think about the one I just saw for. I think it's Caffeine. Um, maybe that's wrong though. That's might just. Be, I can't remember. I think it's Caffeine though, and. It's just like kind of like you're kind of tripping like watching this video. Yeah, it's kind of great. Like, but I might be wrong about um, the song title on that one. But yeah, no, they're they're really fantastic. Good to listen to live, also. And then Mike Pakulski from Former Critics. His question Ooh. is: Please don't leave us. <laughs> Not Sorry, a question, babe. Mike. Not a question, Mike. Sorry, babe. We we got no time for this, Mike. Disqualified. Disqualified. DQ'd straight out. <laughs> That's it because I only posted this earlier today. Yeah, so, ah, uh, man, I don't want to leave. No, I, I I don't know. Like That's kind of what I I told Dylan. I'm like, man, I don't like it, but I respect it. And that's like, you know, I, I can't tell him, like, you know, no, you can't you stop playing music. You have to keep doing this thing. Like, if this yeah. doesn't make him happy anymore, he's got to, like, do his own thing. And yeah. part of the reason why we chose to end the project altogether, I, I think, was really early on, we sort of all said, like, hey, if, you know, this, you know, this is friends first playing music together. And yeah. if at any point, like, you know, we don't want to do this, we're all going to just like stop the project. Right. And I don't know. I kind of like, yeah, agree on that point, like in the creation, but it's like, that's something you don't really take seriously at that time. Cause you don't know this could end in a week. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like, no, I mean it, we all ended it kind of out of respect to this ideology that I've always had of like nothing against people that get fill-ins to play in their band. Cause I think there's a point like when you're with a label, you have to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. To tour, you have to do that. Like at certain intervals, but like our, my whole thing is I'm very weird in this idea of like the people that make up a project is why the project sounds the way it is. And the songwriting process, like um, of those people together creates this music right and if anything changes it won't quite be like that yeah. so i always had this like super uh i don't know it's like <laughs> like the super pure idea of yeah like, yeah what a band should be maybe and um i i think we all kind of just sat there and were like yeah i mean if this you know if we're 
if you're done, then we're just going to say that Spirits is is done. Yeah. Out of respect for everyone that was a part of it. But we're all like kind of, and I hope Dylan wants to end up doing music because he really does like music a lot. Like yeah. it's this kid's life. Like, and he's good at guitar and, you know, he's used to go to Bonnaroo every year and like be really, really enveloped in, you know, music altogether. Yeah. So I'm hoping that one day he like, you know, goes back at it because he's talented, but we'll see, all be doing shit. Like, see, yeah. like what you're describing to me as far as like losing members and things like that mm. terrifies me. Scary, so much man. to the point like it's happened to me twice in the last year mm-hmm. and to the point where like i i mean in a daydream now is like it's like it's like my baby and so like the way i have it set up now is it's got continuity built into it so that like i'm going to do all the recordings basically sure except yeah. for the drums ah you're gonna grow everybody yeah you're dave growing it nice. yeah kind of that's but, cool though but so my philosophy it. is like I'm gonna, but I'm gonna spend the money on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend all the money for the recording, and I'll put all my money into the merch so that nobody feels like slighted. Right, right. And so, I'm gonna. It's probably gonna be like a rotating cast of people yeah. for live shows. But the for me, the live shows don't have to sound exactly like the record. You know what I mean? They never do. So as long as yeah. the record sounds how I want it to sound, because sure. it's like I'm very much like the, like the. The one, like the mind behind it, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, the mastermind. Like the, yeah, yeah. Right, like yeah. I very much like have that. Like I need to have at least one project where I am that. Sure. I can yeah. be in other bands and like fuck around and play guitar and like do whatever someone wants me right, to do. But right. like in order to feel fulfilled, I have to have yeah, like my I, thing. I, I get that. No, hundred percent. So yeah, I'll just make the record sound exactly how I want, and I think like that will be the most important thing as far as like recruiting people in. Sure. You know, yeah. like if I need more members, like I have Noah who plays drums. He's awesome. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's really cool about working with me. And like, I think in doing this, you have no problem with doing that, you know, finding yeah. people that would love to like fill in and stuff. And yeah. No, yeah. That's, I, that's exciting, man. I it's think exciting so. Exciting writing new music in general. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is. Like the podcast is cool too. Cause yeah, cause I think once the EP's done, I can just like, like, you know, come on here and be like, Hey, it's done. Um, go check it out. And if at any point I need, I need people, mm-hmm. you know, I can be like, Hey, I need, this yeah instrument or uh jake from no fun club is talking about yeah that's another good episode too yeah yeah that was a fun one yeah that was a fun one he he came over here and uh we we jammed with his synth a little bit we we came up with some pretty cool stuff nice that we're talking about maybe working in that's sweet dude but we're just you know we're gonna be in like a a, probably yeah sorry this this podcast is just me reminiscing about all my favorite podcasts (laughs) that's fine the retrospective no it's really funny because like i do like i so my week job my weekend job is i film wedding videography like i've been doing that for like seven years yeah and uh i now i'm starting my own sort of company with that which doesn't have a name not important but that's what i do with my weekends and my week i've been mostly because my girlfriend's like you need to do something during the week and there's parts of like the off um weddings happen between like may usually in like november at the latest yeah and like in the off time you know saving up money for that can be tricky like at times and she would always be like oh you're sitting at home too often and she was working two jobs at the time she's like you need to do something so i got a delivery job at Cadoba, and i've been doing that for like a little over a year now and it's really low-key i love it it's simple i don't mind working in kitchen so it's yeah. not stressful but like i do deliveries like in caterings like where i'm coming to toledo from bowling green so i, I literally just for the last like few months i've just put on invite wow, the neighbors and that's listen awesome. to it there and back and it's great man. that's so perfect awesome. length most of the time for it so yeah like i i'll i'll usually like and this is no disrespect to any bands like but like i will 
I have it, a running joke. I'll cut it off if it needs to be cut. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I like, I, if it if there's if I've exhausted it and like there's nothing happening in the conversation, yeah. right? Or, yeah. Right. So I'm like, all right. Not that like because naturally you're not going to have the same that. chemistry with every single person you ever talk to, right? Yeah. You know, there have been episodes that were more difficult than others to like get an hour out of. Sure. Yeah. You know, I feel like you do a good job of it, man. Like I don't know, you're a good host. I'm not like sorry to talk you up. Like not trying to ego. Boost sorry you. to talk. Not you trying up. to ego boost you, Brian. But you're 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 a decent host. No, you're you're a good host. Like I I you know I think I'm yeah I think I'm good at it because you're I think I, I I listen to so many podcasts. <laughs> that like i i kind of know how i what i like in podcasts mm-hmm. and i've always been a talker like i you know I, I got a psychology degree like if i wasn't right gonna be a musician like before i made the turn in my life decided i want to f- go hard at music yeah like i was on the path to become like a therapist sure so yeah. like i'm good at like the long form conversation this is kind of what it like a yeah. podcast or a form of weird therapy right like yeah. you know, in a weird way i guess yeah well it's like i know how to i can <sighs> I have like a lot of empathy to where like I, I can know how to relate with people. I feel mm. like pretty well, and like I know how to ask questions in a way that like I feel like un- I understand people, and like I ask the right questions. I think. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I know so. how to ask the right questions of people. I think, I think so. that's all a really good host is, in my yeah. opinion. I just try to be like what uh, the type of host that I would want to listen to, and right. it just yeah. so happens that other people have responded to it. Yeah, you know, no, you're lighthearted and you carry the conversation well. That's yeah. That's very good important. stuff. The first part, the lightheartedness, like that's very there needs important. to be lightheartedness in something like this. Yeah, like stuff that's I don't know. I remember the first like as uh, spirits. We did this. Um, it wasn't a podcast. It was on radio at uh, WBGU. So it was the Bowling Green's College podcast. And that person, I can't remember even who like uh, was like hosted us, but it was just so weird and it was just so awkward because it was yeah. like you know it was this really nice uh, studio and facility that they have at Bowling Green. And it's just like the same questions that you get asked. You're like, oh, what kind of music do you play? You know, Dude, just, but, I know. but really bare. Real bones. American Spirits. Now, American like, Spirits. You're bully green. Tell me about that. Yeah. What's the music? Scene? Right. Like, and it's like, just like it's just like to a point. Like, well, how do you answer this sort of shit? But no, I don't know. I I want to do this because yeah, I thought there was a lot going on with. I wanted to not clear up spirits, but I definitely wanted to like put a cap on that. And it kind of happened in a medium time where like. I wasn't sure what was going to happen with spirits when we booked uh, this initially. Yeah, but I knew that you know it would probably be uh, sort of like a finale on it. Oh, by the way, our our farewell show though is at Fallapalooza DIY Prom. We will okay. be playing that. I can say it here because we, <laughs> I hope it doesn't piss. It won't piss Connor off. It's okay, but. Um, we sort of hit it in there. We're not actually on the poster. We are playing a farewell set there. Enough people know now. I don't think it's that much of a secret. But that is our last show. I'm glad that we're doing a final show. Yeah. Because there was a minute where, like, we had some stuff booked, and but we all decided, like, okay, we're done. Like, we don't want to, you know, yeah. cause anyone, like, you know, any unwanted, like, uh, feelings of, like, uh, weirdness. Like, doing this thing they don't want to do. Obligation. You know, right, yeah. yeah. But, but we are doing that. It's going to be our last uh, set. But I felt like this is a good way to... And on that, and then also, but also, Summer Shack is like something that's ongoing, and yeah, there's we're constantly booking and doing like all sorts of weird shows through that. So yeah, I don't know. I wanted to ask you about uh, the interview stuff that you do for the Summit Shack. Yeah, sure. Um, so okay, well, we're gonna ask. About well, just like general, basically, what, is it? what? Yeah, like what? What is it? Is it so, like this kind of, or is it like- sort of? Not, I guess, sort of, but shorter, a lot shorter. Okay. Um, it's so the ideology behind that is. Um, 
the Summit Shack is going to start doing, or at least we have been sort of, probably not as much as we have promised, but like we have a Patreon video that we're going to put out to basically like try and crowdsource a little bit of help from people that might want to help um, pay for daily content slash help us like run the venue. Cause you know, you've been starting to do that. Like it gets expensive. Yeah. Doing even these really yeah. mundane things, when you take something on, it gets crazy. It takes on a life of its own. But, um, Cliff Notes is a part of that, and it's this whole thing we're doing with Loon Base, essentially. So they're filming it all, and then we have our friend Adashina, um, who's hosting it. And Cliff Notes is supposed to be this, like, 10 to 15-minute, basically, interview session where we just sit down Mm -hmm. the bands that are coming through. Um, So it's sort of like this, except a little bit shorter. And it's like, they quickly tell us, kind of, you know, what's going on, and um, we focus on anything that they might have upcoming that um, is important to them as far as tours and stuff, because this is content that we intend to get out somewhat quickly, if it's time-sensitive. And then we have a live session where we have them play in the shack, and we actually sit down and we have, like, studio mics on them that's tight and set it up so that's the whole thing it's very much like it's it's not supposed to be like an audio tree but it's kind of like that where yeah. you know it's a, it's a session it's more with, informal with an interview um but that's kind of what that is and it's mostly been in the um in the beta phase probably of okay. like let's how are we doing this and you know how are we going to keep doing it but but yeah that's pretty much what cliff notes is supposed to be um, yeah, I saw a former critics was on there one time. Yeah, and I, yeah, I yeah. played a bunch of shows with them. Not in a while. It's been I too long. Doug, get on fucking get on it, Doug. Doug. Let's do this. Get on but, it, Doug. But yeah, Doug and I are gonna start hanging out more when I move to Detroit because he, he's such a sweetie. Like he, uh, he they were supposed to come on here and I had to reschedule like the day of, like due to work. Oh, uh, like, you need uh, to get them on. They're, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun when I have them on. Uh, we have so much fun at so shows. So much good music, like in Michigan. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people I feel like I can name off this should be on here that haven't been. Like, uh, Convenient Trash is another one. I yeah, I, like... I talked to Convenient Trash at Bloodfest. So I talked to their singer. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, I was t- actually I was talking to Nick Diener, and, like, he introduced me because Nick uh, produced uh, Convenient Trash's record, too. Yeah. So he right, was like, oh, this right. is Brian. Like, I'm working on his stuff, and, like, he does his podcast, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so I think <clears throat> I just need to hit them up again because yeah. we talked, and he was down. No, do um, it. They're not yeah. that far away. They look yeah. great. I want to say they're out. Maybe they're not Lansing, but I can't remember. They're in Michigan, though. I know yeah, that, I'll, so. I'll get at them again. And then I was really happy to have Anti Ghost on because they they were so yeah, much fun. Yeah, they're so was, fucking. That was cool. a sweet one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love Anti Ghost. Yeah. yeah, we we're we're homies. Now. Really put the pin yeah. on. Is it Anti Ghost or Anti Ghost? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the whole see. This podcast is becoming like the you know. The inf- information section of the DIY newspaper, sure. dude. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought about it, too. Like, oh, it's kind of cool that, like, this might be the first place where, like, publicly you guys can, like, tell what happened about your Yeah. Brand. It's almost like the page six. <laughs> yeah. No, of, like, it's, it's cool, though. Like, that's that's the sort of stuff, I don't know. This is, like, the type of place that someone could explain that yeah. properly. And that yeah. they don't have a lot of places to do that, maybe, which is cool. Yeah. It, wow. Much better than, like even like you know like a long like even if it's a heartfelt like a, like a long facebook post or something right where people yeah. tend to do it it's better to like just actually say it out loud and like yeah let, let your thoughts no, take over rather than like typing it out and try to figure out if, if i'm saying everything correctly right. yeah but yeah but yeah dude um well i do have what time is it? i don't know it's like seven oh, it's like eight yeah well, let's probably wrap it up. I gotta get going here no, in a little bit. That is fine, get some work man. done. But I do want to have you uh, just plug like 
the for the DIY prom or fall cello or whatever, like all the information about that, like how like when it is, like how people like if, if tickets are pre sale or whatever, you know. So yeah, we are doing pre sale. Um the all the information for DIY prom is on mostly Facebook, um, is where we're doing all of the announcements and Twitter and sort of Instagram. A lot of it's happening on Twitter. Um, and mostly through the Summit Shacks page. Um, I'm just going to make sure I get this right so I don't fudge it up. Um, my phone doesn't work. I'm pretty sure, yeah, on Facebook it's just you look up the Summit Shack, um, and it's just the Summit Shack page. You can see our logo there. Um, we also have our own, obviously, event thing through there. So it's DOI Prom at Howard's Club H, presented by Summit Shack. Um, so, yeah, Twitter and Facebook is where you can go to follow all that stuff. Um, I don't know. Connor and I don't know what our project's going to be called, but eventually we'll figure that out. We're not going to be using American Spirit Socials anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. As far as the Summit Shack, most of it's just Facebook, and it's just the Summit Shack. Um, Instagram and Twitter's the same. Do you have any shows yeah. like coming up? Because um, this, this comes out on Thursday, so do you have yes. anything that you want to plug? So, no, we don't have the Summit Shack doesn't have anything until October, actually. So the oh, okay. next, so Fall Palooza Summit Shack presents DIY Prom is happening September 28th and 29th. Um, so, yeah, relatively okay. soon, later on this uh, this coming month. Or it cool. will be September yeah, yeah. at that point, but yeah. Yeah, just Sweet about man. a month out from now. Yeah, I think that's cool. it. I don't know. I don't have anything else going on that I know of. Thanks for thanks for having yeah, me dude. And Connor, man. Thanks for letting us come up. Yeah, it, I really like. I thought it was so cool that you guys let me uh, come to Swordfest and just like without really knowing me and like. No, dude, that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. I was like, and I think after that, I listened to that one. And I was like, oh, this is freaking hilarious, and I got to like listen to who came up and like left really fast. Yeah, like See, Kevin had a few minutes, and he's like, oh, I gotta go piss. I'm like, oh my god, it's hilarious. Yeah, actually, well, a little uh, fun unknown fact is that like Kevin, that spot on the the. Um, the sword fest episode the one that got recorded we did that entire conversation twice almost really because we did it i liked what was said so much but i didn't hit record or the mic wasn't on so i'm like oh fuck can so we do that again like, yeah like we did the whole thing again wow. <laughs> like for the most part that ruins it for me yeah. forever no, all right that's, dude that's funny sweet man thank you Wrapped. so much it's dead fucking subscribe subscribe i don't know how to get you people to actually subscribe but <laughs> god damn it I think if if oh this is a little teaser. I'm gonna put something together to where I'm gonna set it up so where if you subscribe or you can get people to subscribe and prove to me somehow, I'm gonna like give away like a podcast takeover. So like I'll let somebody, That's cool. yeah, like I'll let somebody or let a band. You have, do you have stickers host or anything? I do, but just, like, I need to order some more. Yeah, just that's what you should. You should get some like limited edition stickers. That's what you give people that do that super subscribies. Yeah, subscribies. Yeah, so they can have like the badge of honor or whatever. But right. I figure I'll let like right. someone who really gives a lot to the podcast to like let them host an episode. That's and, like cool. whatever yeah. band they want. And that's I'll just sweet. Let them do it. That's awesome. And that's a wrap, folks. <laughs>